Hillbilly DVD reviews number 32. Shit happens. Hello and welcome to this impromptu edition of Hillbilly DVD reviews. That's right, it's Friday night. Time for a fight. Well, not really. But anyway, this is the GOAT. Very spontaneous episode. Some uh, some things fell through there, and uh, I got my main man, Corey G. Corey G., do you want to talk about our failures? You know, we had an idea. As we're two guys that don't take anything seriously, which is why we're probably the best thing to listen to, uh, we had this brilliant idea of doing <laughs> movie commentary <laughs> as two wrestling announcers. Exactly. And, and you know, and we, we picked Lionheart, and there's a lot of action. And you know you were the you were the play by play guy. I was the heel, you know, color guy, and and it was really funny and it was really good. And um, about twenty minutes in, we were completely fucked because we still had an hour of movie left. So uh, <laughs> I think at the end, though, it even took us ten minutes to get going because of all the laughter. But I think we're gonna play it at the at the end of the show yeah. just because. You know, we don't take ourselves seriously. We we can have fun with this stuff. We actually let our failures be played live on the air. Now tell me, who does that? <laughs> Nobody. So, yeah. So we're going to talk for a little bit here because we still have a little bit of recording time left. Uh, we're going to get into a few movie topics here. And then at the end, you'll get to hear the uh, uh, boarded um, 20, whatever it was, 26-minute attempt at a World Championship Movie Watch. <laughs> You know, and I guess I guess anybody uh, listening, you know, if anyone is, if you liked what you heard, you know, let let go. No, maybe we'll try it again. Maybe we'll try it again. Maybe if we rope a third guy into it, we can get it working. But yeah, it was just it was too hard to uh, keep going. Or I got an idea. Or maybe we just pick certain long fight scenes from movies and do it. That could be. <laughs> but even then, I don't know. And I think obviously too, it didn't help that we we actually picked it. Maybe if we would have done like a drama movie or a comedy movie, and we just would have done play by play of just people walking into rooms and shit, maybe it would have been fun. But, always work. But but trying to do wrestling play by play for karate fights, it didn't work out exactly as we planned. And we were excited for like two days, man. We were like hashing out ideas, trying to figure out how we we're going to execute it and whatnot. I think we have more fun randomly throughout the day texting each other, planning new shows. That very well could be. <laughs> well, you want to do something different, though. That's true. You don't want to do the same thing. But 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 speaking of speaking of the same thing, I gotta ask you, cause what you been drinking? I'm drinking raspberry sparkling water. Cousin, I got diet berry green tea. I got a bottle of Nestle Pure Life water, and I got a can of... Oh, I have some of that. Yeah, I got a can of Mountain Dew Code Red here, and I'm actually taking swigs out of all three of them off and on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I hey, I watched a movie the other day. What'd you see? Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. What did you think? Well, I had read the book, you know. And right, right. So it wasn't I, a big shock. No, it wasn't a shock. My wife had not read the book, so it was kind of shocked her, but... Uh, I got to tell you, that was probably the slickest uncensored Lifetime movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, it, it was very, uh, I don't know. It was very. What did you, th- you think of uh, Rosamund Pike in the, uh, the, the evil bitch role? Yeah, number one, she's ugly. I'm sorry, there's nothing really? about her. I've no, always I, I thought she was attractive. hot. Oh. oh, no, she looks like a guy. Oh, no way. 
I was just sad that Doogie Howser didn't learn a lesson, you know, dating crazy women on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Made Do- the same mistake on the big screen. You gotta admit, Doogie Howser gets a lot yeah. of pussy. A lot. He does. He even got it on uh, American Horror Story with the thing with two heads. Did he? I didn't even know he did a guest spot on there. Yeah, he was like crazy and was like in love with his ventriloquist dummy doll. Interesting. What what season was it? Do you remember? Uh, it was this, just this last one that just ended. That would have been... Three or four? Four or five. Let's see, there was the Murder House, which I yeah. didn't like. Looney Bin, which I did like. Uh, and then the Witch's Coven. So yeah, this was four of the Freak Show. Yeah, I have actually the last episode to go on season one, and then I can move on to season two. You know, I thought season one was boring, to be honest. Everybody, like, loved it, but I thought it was kind of dull. I gotta say, like, like when I started watching it, like, it took me over, it's taken me over a year to watch this first season of it, but, like, it was, like, on season two or three when I started watching, and I thought, oh, this would be a great show, I'll get caught up and all this, and, like... Yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, after about three episodes, it's like, you're done with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I watched uh, watched uh, one of the best movies of last year again, too. Which one? 47 Ronin. Yeah, holy shit, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 47 Ronin, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, really how to describe, like, why it's good, but there's nothing bad about it, I don't think. No, I mean it's it's well acted. It's it's a good story. It's kind of like the book, I guess. Um, I don't know. It, it looks it looks like a million bucks. It's not a cheap looking movie. No, yeah, it was like over a hundred million dollar you know type of movie. It wasn't you know. The problem is, is everyone hated it eight months before it came out. Yeah, it was like a movie that was delayed, and then it was kind of thrown to the wolves. I think like on Christmas or something, and everybody just decided. Like, first of all, and will you back me up on this? Everybody said, and, like, I even kind of thought this going in because the trailers of Melissa was leading, but everybody's saying, oh, it's just a CGI shit fest. If you watch the trailer for the movie and then you watch the movie, I swear every single second of CGI that's in the movie is in the trailer. The movie is actually a pretty straight-ahead, like, samurai movie. Yeah, yeah, The because, like, when he's fighting the snake-like dragon chick, that's... You basically the trailer is the fight scene. It's just right. a couple minutes at the end. Yeah, I mean it's really not that like, you know. I guess there's magic and shit with like in the movie, but it's really not like it's mostly just guys fighting with swords, and that's that's what I liked about it. Yeah, I was better than a lot of the stuff that everybody, I like. The Baron Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll go on record and say that. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I actually, I, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a movie with good characters, but it just didn't really. The story didn't I mean, really. It's a, it's a good movie. It's just yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get the ungodly dying love that everyone has for it. I know. Speaking of superhero bullshit, though, there's a lot of um, uh, I don't know what you call it developments going on with the Sony thing. Uh, I guess because of all that that interview hack shit and the stuff she said behind the scenes and the emails, the uh, the the president of Sony. Uh, studio stepping down now so i think i think somebody else is going to take charge and we're going to get a a totally totally different um you know direction with the spider-man franchise now i think either they're going to i don't know maybe restart it but they're they're either going to make it like really serious now or they're just going to sell it back to marvel they should just sell it i agree i mean i I liked these amazing spider-man movies more than the average person but I mean, 
you're seriously going to restart something again? Right. Well, I don't even know if they would like restart it, restart it. I think they just would drop all the goofy, like Joel Schumacher tones of Amazing Spider-Man 2. You know what I mean? Leave that. Leave that poor man alone. He made the two best Batman movies. <laughs> you know you know what, cousin? Holy shit, let's talk about it. Because this is actually maybe, I don't know when it was, maybe just a month ago, I got a wild hair up my ass to watch Batman movies. And the two Batman movies that I've watched, I mean, I've seen them all multiple, multiple times, but the two that I've actually seen the least, besides Dark Knight Rises, which I don't count, but the two I've seen the least was actually Batman Forever and Batman Robin. I actually watched them on back-to-back weekends, and I gotta say, like, as much shit as Joel Schumacher takes for, he ruined Batman and all this shit, like, they're not really bad movies to watch at all. Batman Forever is probably my favorite of that whole group. That's the one with Kilmer, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's my that's my favorite of the whole group. I thought Kilmer did a good job. Um, Chris O'Donnell's kind of annoying, but um, yeah, it was it was good. Tommy Lee Jones is a way better Two Face than Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, I, f- I felt like the Two Face thing was too rushed in Dark Knight to really even feel like it was really Two Face. You know what I mean? You know, the Dark Knight Rises was basically Bruce Wayne's battle with lung cancer. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, but. <laughs> And like everybody playing the drums in the underground prison. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, and, and here's my other thing. Okay, uh, what was the last one? The one that reminded me so much of 9-11. Um, Dark Knight Rises. Bane lures all, like he lures all the cops underground, blows them up. Yet, even though he's going to blow up the whole city, he's a nice enough guy to feed them every day. Yeah, they like, doesn't Bane like come by every day on a bicycle and lower buckets of fried chicken down there for them to eat and shit? <laughs> that movie is so fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't. I mean, granted, there wasn't like a lot of praise for it, but nobody really wanted to criticize it just because everybody loved Dark Knight so much. You know what I mean? Even that wasn't that great. <laughs> I don't, the, the I don't think so. The first one wasn't. The first one wasn't too bad. I didn't realize Batman had ninja training, but you know, other than that, I didn't. That was probably the best of the three. Was begins. I, I I actually would agree with that. I mean, I think the Joker is awesome in Dark Knight, but I think the overall movie like really gets fucked up by that Two Face storyline. To be honest with you, it's it's just a mess mess of a film. I don't I don't know, but you know, there's some people out there that that's their favorite movie. Yeah, that, actually, actually, actually the, no, I'll actually name names this the source. He he told us on the uh, Halloween three commentary. How did you like how that Halloween three commentary uh, turned out, uh, Corey? Did you like it? Turned out, oh yeah, it turned out great in our favor. Uh, still waiting for proof that he was going to give me. And what did he what did he say on on his show there? Uh, he was going to take me down and own me. And uh, <laughs> I can't remember what all that gibberish was. He's going to prove his point and. Still waiting. Maybe I'll check my lake. Maybe there's a letter out there in a bottle with this fucking point written down. Yeah, did you did you ever get any uh, messages from the lake there? I didn't. I think all my lake writers abandoned me. Oh, my God. We're just kidding, obviously. The sources are good, buddy. Where, where are you at on Batman and Robin, though, Corey? Do you hate it the way a that's lot of my, people do? That, I think I said before, that's Christian, my son. That's his favorite of the bunch. I, I don't... Haiti, Alicia Silverstone was fucking awful in the film, but she looked hot in the costume. Right, which is all I cared about. Yeah, I mean, it was what it was. I think all the people that like, look at your sis crotch. 
Look at just see his nipples. It's like, look at you, you fucking homosexual pervert. Because I didn't notice any of that shit when I watched it till it was pointed out to me a hundred times. Yeah, there is a trend because uh, I watched the movies pretty much back to back. There is a trend in Batman Forever when they put on the suits. It's kind of like a quick montage of them like putting on the gloves, like putting on like, and they're like, there's always this like butt turn where they turn in their butt, it, like their butt is like right in the camera, and like like there is like that. But I mean. I don't know, like, like to me, if you're going to complain, I mean, first of all, like, it's no secret, like, Joel Schumacher is like, gay and all that, but, like, if you're going to complain about a Batman and Robin movie being gay, like, clearly, clearly you think too highly of Batman and Robin, you know what I'm saying? Like, or you should just realize he's a grown man that raises a boy in a cave. Right. <laughs> I mean, he can't be taken that seriously. No, and, and I, I just remember, oh, but the, the Christian, the Christopher Nolan one, it's so much more realistic. It's like, if it was realistic, this guy with all this money could invo- invent a fucking thing that he wears to, like, you know, hide his voice, you know, because you can buy yeah. him at, like, any novelty store. Instead, he goes, <laughs> like, he's got asthma. I wouldn't be afraid to fight him. He sounds like he's going to pass out. That sounded like a hound dog with asthma, cousin. And people say Vin Diesel mumbles. Vin, Vin, Vin Diesel, holy shit, let's talk about it. Uh, Fast and the Furious. What, what's it called, Fast and the Furious 2 trailer or Fast 7? Furious tra- 7. Furious 7 trailer number 2. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. And, I, like, first of all, full disclosure, ever since Paul Walker died, like, I just, I wasn't into this movie at all. Like, I just, I felt like it was, like, uh... I mean, they were going on with the movie, obviously, but, like, I just felt weird about it. I felt like it was, like, disrespectful or it was, like, or it was going to be strange and it was going to be all about, you know, his, you know, trying to give his character some weird send-off, like, after he didn't even finish making the movie and stuff. But I got to say, seeing this new trailer and, because uh, I saw the teaser trailer that came out and it just looked very generic, like it could have been any Fast and the Furious movie, but... This new one showing how the focus is on Statham, like beating the shit out of everybody, trying to kill everybody. I gotta say, like it, it, it looks really fucking awesome. Yeah, it does. Like I, like I, um, it's it's very rare that a trailer will change my mind about something. But I went from actually not even wanting to see this movie come out to like actually really wanting to see the movie now. So does that mean in a few months, if if you can get all these other guys on board, uh, you're gonna be on my side on Furious versus Star Wars? Well, I don't know, because we're going to do it before that movie comes out, I believe. So that, that Fast and Furious 7 won't even factor into it. Don't worry. I got my man who did a heel turn completely. The, the, my partner, best friend, the source. The source. Always like that guy. The source actually on the new 2014 year-end review episode of the Second Round Podcast, he actually goes on record to say he's going to be on your side of the uh, Fast and the Furious versus Star Wars. Did he say that? He actually said that on the show, that, which, mm. which, I, I <laughs> okay, for, why is he saying that he's going to be on your side? You're the one who took him to task for the, the Halloween 3 opinions. That was that was just a misunderstanding. I've always liked that guy. I've never said anything bad about him. That's some fucking doctored footage, I think, that aired on that other show. <laughs> okay. So, so, wait, 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 so, so, you wait, wait. Let, let's back up just a second. So, you're saying that you, you, you didn't make accusations that Source was uh, conceived at Stonehenge? That he had a love no, for think, Stonehenge? 
I think I think what happened is before I abandoned all you people, you kept all these fucking sound bites of me, and you did some quick editing. And by you people, you're you're throwing it right in my face. I'm responsible for you after six months uh, hiatus from podcasting, coming back and screaming as loud as you could that you wanted a piece of source because he didn't like Halloween three season of the witch. You hear that, people? I actually let my guests on the show accuse me <laughs> of doctoring sound clips. Now tell me, who does that? Uh, let's talk about it. Speaking of it, remember on your return to uh, podcasting, cousin, uh, how I, how we was talking, and I was talking about how I, I, um, you know, I loaded up on all the, the discount sodas and shit. I actually posted the photos of the discount soda stash on Facebook <laughs> and got many comments on it. Believe it or not, uh, I, I, I had a lot. I don't think I, I didn't have time during the commentary i was busy getting served i guess um we'll let the fans decide that but uh i had a lot of fun doing that show it was it was great uh, i want to thank you for having me on are you talking about the halloween three commentary no before it oh uh, just, just the, the comeback special special guest yeah, i really like that that was uh i want to thank you for that that was really no fun. problem it was a good time and it, it seemed like everybody was happy to have you back I, I I don't blame them. I make everyone happy. <laughs> so yeah, my lake isn't full of bottles with messages in it. Yeah, if, if anybody's out there and and you got some you know some some welcome back messages, some maybe some requests of topics you know we could do later. Write that down, put it in a bottle, and throw it in the the ocean, and somehow it will it will end up in Corey G's lake by his house. It's like Keanu Reeves' mailbox in that beautiful lake house movie. Exactly. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. I've actually never seen it. Is it really worth watching? Yeah, it's really, really good, actually. I'll have to get it. It's I, actually I'm one... not a Sandra Bullock fan, though. You are? No, I'm not. She no. looks like a guy. She looks like a pre-op tranny. I gotta admit, like, back in her kind of, like, popularity heyday... Um, like I was always like, God, like what's the big deal? But like I gotta give her credit, considering like she's she's either fifty or fifty one now. She you have to admit she looks the same now as she did like twenty five years ago, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and in all honesty, I, I, I thought the heat was fucking hysterical. With uh Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I don't you know what I don't get about McCarthy. Everybody knows I think she's hot, but She's actually a really good-looking lady, and every movie she's in, they make her look like some frumpy-ass fucking slob. Yeah, when I see her, like, at award shows and stuff, like, and she's made up, like, I, I will say, like, you know, like, she does she does have a pretty face, but... I, I didn't, didn't, I, But see, I like Tammy. I didn't hate Tammy like all you other people. I actually haven't seen it, but I don't know. It, it, it looked harsh, but, but I'll, I'll reserve judgment till after I see it. It, you know, she, the thing with her, and, and I don't knock anybody, and it's like, she's playing the same character over and over. It's like, she was nobody for fucking, what, 20 years in Hollywood. Now that one character is making her millions of dollars. Fuck, write it to the ground. Now, oh, I would, I would recommend, you know, recommend that for anybody. Like, I think totally... I don't know. I think that totally fucked up the careers of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck for a while there when they all wanted to branch out and do all these different type of roles. Like, they should have just kept making Goodwill Hunting and shit. <laughs> like, they didn't write that movie. Who wrote it, then? I don't know. Those two idiots couldn't put paper in a typewriter. 
Oh, I Matt actually, Damon. Matt Damon. I actually probably. I don't agree. mind Affleck though. He's okay. You know. You know what? I gotta say, like, I'm. I don't know, man. I guess it really won't matter because he'll be like the eighth guy to play it. But like, I'm not excited for his Batman role at all. Honestly, I'm. I'm, I'm not excited for that movie. I mean, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna make you could post this on Facebook. It'll match yeah. that movie shit. <laughs> that movie shit. That is your classic line. That movie shit. It's gonna stink. Um, it, here's why it's gonna stink. Because DC has announced 16 offshoots from the movie that they're still working on. Okay, yeah. what if that movie's a bomb? And two. Why would you put? We're gonna make a Superman and Batman team up. But we also got to bring in Wonder Woman and uh, Aquaman. And it, the Marvel movies took it slow. Yeah, they, 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 before, people, people don't, I don't know, people don't remember this. Like, for a lot of people, like, not the hardcore fans and not the nerds, comic book nerds, I guess, but for, like, just general movie watchers, there's a lot of people that didn't start watching Marvel movies until the Avengers came out. But, like, it, that was like a, a five year plus build up to that movie. They took it really God, slow. It might have even been longer than that. Yeah, I mean, you had I you had Iron Man one and two, you Hulk. had Thor, you had the Hulk, you had Captain, Captain America. America. But that I might mean, be it. they took their time. I I think I don't know. Like I I kind of think that Marvel's rushing the. Um, the uh, I don't know what you would call it the 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 phases I guess like Fantastic Four look that trailer looked awful. See, I I kind of think it might be good because it's not going to um, follow the same like Marvel formula. It seems like they're going to make it just like a regular science fiction movie. You know what I mean? Here's my complaint right away. Let's make it dark <laughs> and gray like Christopher Nolan. Well. I think I think they're thinking if they made it in the um, the the true Marvel style of like comedy and shit that they just won't be able to compete. So I think they're hedging their butts and going with the serious approach. You know who would probably agree with me that it's shit? Who? My good friend, the source. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we can reach the source for comment. <laughs> He's bowling. He is bowling. I forgot to see how he did in his tournament. I don't know his real name, so I didn't know how to look it up. Yeah. I'm assuming his last name is Source. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm breaking the fourth wall. We're going to get you an update. As we broke the news on the mommy that his uh, partner, wife, went into labor. Yeah, when Jelly... Oh, uh, also, uh, yeah, I don't think we said this or whatever, but but since he's announced it publicly on his show, I want to say congratulations to Jelly... On announcing his wife's going to have a second baby, so. I think he said if it was a boy, he was going to name it Corey. <laughs> really? That's what I heard. That's the rumor. <laughs> That's I'm not on. I'm not online anymore, so I don't follow this. Uh, I'm. I'm. I've been busy. This... I'm taking my bathroom, and I'm going to build a wall <clears throat> in half of my bathroom, and um, hang up a mirror. Interesting. Let's see. You can come pick out mirrors with me if you want. <laughs> okay, I'll help you. I'm just doing a little bit of research here on Source on PBA.com. That's the uh, Professional Bowling Association. Let's see. 
That does make more sense. I thought when he first announced it, I was like, he's on the Pabst Blue Ribbon, but I guess when you put the A and you sound it out, it does sound different. Yeah, let's see. I don't really understand how to read this website, I'll be honest with you. Um, I just, I just, I just got one thing we do know about the mysterious source. He bowls right-handed according to this website and he's been on the PBA tour since 2007, late 2007. Is there a lot of money to be made in that? Honestly, I, I have no clue. I've never talked to him about it. I didn't even know he was, uh, like in on it until we, you know, we talked to him on that commentary. I'm not a good bowler. I like it, but I yeah yeah like it's fun to do, but I don't, I don't think I'm uh, I would I wouldn't say I was good at all. I stink. Mm. My bowling is like a Christopher Nolan movie. It's a fucking train wreck. I'll just get off this PBS site because I, I have no clue how to fucking read this at all. But uh, yeah, so so what else? Pleasant, have we talked about Ant Man yet? That don't look too bad to me. I don't. Uh, I know Ant Man. You're from the comics, Albert Pym, but I um, I don't. I never read all. The thing with Marvel, I'll give them credit. <laughs> with the exception of Captain America, I never read any of their other fucking comic books, but they're good movies. Yeah, I only ever read the you know just you know a few I mean, issues of here in Spider Man and X Men. Yeah, you know. Spider Man was the only one I really read. And I guess Transformers and GI Joe, but those aren't considered real Marvel comics, even though they were made by Marvel, but. Yeah, I like the G.I. Joe comics a lot. Those are really good. They did a G.I. Joe Transformers versus Transformers comic. Ooh, I remember that because... Eight, year, eight, nine years ago, I think. Well, do you remember the original one, the OG, back in the day? Like like that new whatever was a ripoff. Remember the four-issue miniseries where uh, Cobra joined up with the Decepticons? And fucking stupid-ass G.I. Joe, they blew um, Bumblebee to pieces, so they had to rebuild him and then called him Goldbug after that. Vaguely, I liked when all the nerds were like, you know, in the real Transformers, Megaton was a gun. It's like, okay, we'll explain how that gun travels around to places in a movie. That's why he's a fucking plane now. <laughs> well, I don't even care like what he transformed into because uh, Generation Two they turned him into a tank and he was still awesome. But I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm sorry to anybody out there who's a fan, but Transformers movies are shit. I, you know, I liked the first one. I think the reason I liked the first one was I was expecting it to be shit, and I really enjoyed it. Two was two was okay. The three was horrible. Three was awful. And part four was, I mean, I was like, oh, cool, the Dinobots are in. All right, we're two and a half hours in this fucking mess. They finally showed up. Oh, they're gone. Excuse me, cousin. You know, you know, you know, yeah. You know what, honestly... Uh, Transformers 2 is the one that everybody says is by far the worst. It's actually the one that I no, think's the three. best. Three's the worst. I I don't know if it's because like I wanted it to be actually good or not, but like I I was the most disappointed I think with one. And then after I saw one, I was like, okay, these are gonna be shit from now on. Like I could accept how shitty they were after that. You know what I mean? You know you know what I liked was the the first one was plausible. And that was G.I. Joe. And the second G.I. Joe, I don't know if it was because of the great one, The Rock, but I really liked it. Yeah, I I, I mean, the, I don't know. Like, I didn't really like the action scenes in part one, aside from when Storm... Or not Storm, except for when um, 
Ah, shit, what's the fuck? Snake Eyes. Yeah, Sefer, that was cool when he was, like, jumping on the cars. But I didn't like how CGI riddled the first one was. And I thought the second one, they... they I mean, it still was a very over-the-top PG-13 action movie. But, um... Like, I, I thought they did a good job with the action in the second one. Yeah, I was... I, I know they're making a third one, because I think The Rock just signed on to play Roadblock again in the third one. I know they kept, like, signing and firing and getting new directors, so I don't even know who's going to do it now, but... You know what I'm waiting for? Mm. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm excited. Men in Black 22 Jump Street. <laughs> Jonah Hill I'm excited. Jonah Hill wants it to happen. Well, and it makes sense. You think about it. Okay, Men in Black is it's dead. I mean, yeah. two was shit. Three was shit. I thought but one it's a was shit. You could, I I didn't mind one, but that's it, a it, it, it was too kiddie for me. That was my complaint with it. But here you got a hot franchise, and you got a franchise that used to be hot. Mm-hmm. Mix them together. Well, only that. All you gotta do is twenty three Jump Street ends where they become agents, and then they do Men in Black. And, and how come when Jonah Hill goes undercover in these movies, he don't wear those teeth? <laughs> I I would actually be more of a fan if he was willing to let the fans see his fake teeth. He should let the fans decide if he wears the teeth. <laughs> the fans decide what teeth he wears in his movies. You're not a big Twenty One Jump Street fan, are you? Of the show or the movie? No, the movies. No, yeah, I'm not, like honestly, um, I didn't think the first one was bad, but it was like wasn't one of my favorite movies or anything. But part two, I really didn't like. I'll be honest with you, like I just, I don't know, I was kind of bored by it. See, I was a big fan of both of them. Cousin, I got to know where you at on Terminator Genesis. Well, I'm going to figure out how a robot ages eventually, but um, <laughs> it's one of those movies where it, it the action seems to look good, and it's like, I hate, though, when it's always like, we got to make you forget all this happened. We're going to start over. But, I mean, it looks really good, but I'm not going to fool myself. It's going to be poop. It is, uh, even though it's not officially rated, what's his name, Jai Courtney, who, by the way, I can't fucking say him, but Jai Courtney promised during the filming that they were going for a PG-13. And, like, haven't we learned that Terminator movies don't work as PG-13? Like, they really don't. They don't. And, and you know, my favorite of the, all the Terminators is still the first one. Same here, because it was badass. It's like, holy shit, Arnold killed all these cops. and Like, you know what I mean? Two is okay, but two is an exhausting film to watch. Like you're tired. I was tired, but even as a kid, I was tired by the end of that movie. You know, you know, two like two is a awesome. Even to this day, it still stands up to the movies that come out in the theater day. But it, it's an awesome popcorn movie. But I feel like it loses so much of what was cool about the Terminator. Like the Terminator is just so great because it's such a fucking nasty movie. Like if you really think about it, like so much shit happens in that movie that never happens in movies now. Like he fucking just knocks on a door and shoots like a, a mother of like some kids and like you know he fucking slaughters a whole police station full of people and like that kind of shit like is what you know like he lives in a shitty hotel. Where like everybody hookers and shit are like, like I mean, you just don't see that in movies anymore, you know. And, the, and like, it's kind of it was just, you know. I know everybody says 
I don't need the profanity. I don't need the blood. I don't need the gore. But it's like, I kind of do. If you want me as an adult to buy into this being a scary concept, like everybody walking around saying, oh, crap, and everybody like never bleeding a drop when they get shot. Like that shit don't really fly with me with, you know, these movies. Like you can't you can't have the same attitude, you know, like the ter- the new Terminator Genesis uh, trailers where it's like do 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 and everybody's walking around all badass. It's like come on, like nothing is really going to happen in this movie. That's like really going to be like you're gonna you're never going to watch this movie and go like oh shit I can't believe they do that. Like Arnold's going to like turn, he's going to jump out of a helicopter and he's going to turn into a CGI character and like blow up. <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. Yeah, he's like he's like a human missile. Yeah, <laughs> like there's nothing visceral or entertaining about that it's just cgi just flying around you know what i mean his best movie in my opinion since he made his comeback you know mm-hmm. a few years back I, I really liked escape plan i did too i i think for him that was probably his best role of his comeback and i'm not gonna lie to you do you know what my favorite stallone comeback movie has been what's that grudge match I love Grudge Match. I just thought it was a good. Movie. I'm also a big uh, Robert De Niro fan. I know you you don't like him as much, but he's but, that knucklehead, <laughs> that knucklehead from around the way. But uh, I don't know. I just I, I just really think like the Grudge Match. You know, now that's an example of a PG-13 movie that works because it's just about you know. Oh, like, like if you want to make PG thirteen, make a story that's not about people dying, not people being ripped apart, blown up in explosions. Just make a story. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. Grudge Match is a perfect example of that. Yeah, I, I like that. I liked, I liked the first Expendables movie for what it was. Yeah, me too. Two, I would have liked better if it was filmed better. Yeah, it was so but cheaply then, made. Three was another one. Let's get the hot young cast and make this over two hours long. That I was bored shitless during that film. And you know what, Expendables Three, any scene that's like between Harrison Ford and Stallone or Stallone and Mel Gibson and like or the other guys, like it it it's the by far the weakest Expendables movie, but it's fine. When you start throwing in all them fucking nobodies, those scenes are terrible. When like and I don't care how big of a fan people are, but like when you throw in all these scenes of like Ronda Rousey really showing Stallone what she's got, it's like who the fuck cares? That shit was so boring. It, well, and the whole thing, and here's what makes no sense: I'm gonna get with my buddy Kelsey Grandma, yeah. and we're gonna scour the globe for the greatest soldiers of fortune out there who get captured in their first mission. Exactly, and then- I would be asking for a refund. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Stallone, I wouldn't even, like, try to rescue him. I'd be like, well, you clearly suck. So. Yeah, it was. Now, at the end, when all the old guys came back, it picked up. But, yeah, that yeah. was another one. Here you go from the first Expendables, hard R. Second Expendables, hard R. Let's make it PG-13 where everyone gets shot in the leg. <laughs> yeah, and nobody bleeds. Yeah, I don't get that. You know, even in part two, you know, they hold the knife up to that dude's chest, man. They had spin kicks in. Yeah. And now in part two, we're going to punch people and knock them out. And every grenade we throw, we're going to jump out the window and escape. (laughs) I know. 
Like, even part two, when they're shooting at that village, and that one guy comes around the corner, and then Sloan's like, one more! And everybody turns and shoots the same guy at the same time. Yeah. Part three, look at Ronda Rousey. She's got a dress on, high heels, and Urkel glasses. Look at that. Like, that was the trailer moment of Expendables 3. Yeah, I, I, I just, I was, and I, I didn't go see in the theater, but I, you know, I bought it and I was like, that night, you know, usually I wait and watch it on the weekend or something, but I was like, we're staying up, we're watching Expendables 3. I think we, about 45 minutes in, I looked at my wife and just went, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw it, I was actually avoiding it and I was just, I was like, well, I'll just wait for the real cut on, on when the Blu-ray to come out and it was just one of those things that, for whatever reason, it stayed at the theater behind my house, like, forever. So I was like, I finally just got around to seeing it because I ran out of their shit to see. I was like, okay, fine. Like, But I was just, yeah, I was just bored. The only saving grace of Expendables 3, being, you know, Expendables fan, whatever, hoping they actually do make more. The only saving grace of this movie was at least it introduced Wesley Snipes, who I liked. I liked, I thought he was pretty good in it. That's the guy with the most up and down fucking career in Hollywood. <laughs> exactly, because I mean, if you think about it, it's like big hit bomb, big hit bomb, big hit bomb. I mean, that guy never had a string of, 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 of profit movies. You know, you know what I think his problem was was like he was so ego driven. Tax evasion. Well, tax evasion too. But he was so ego driven in the way that like he was just constantly like he would do movies. Like Passenger 57, where like it was all about him being the star. It was all about him being the whatever, all the catchphrase. Like he never just would like give in and just like do a movie that had good action scenes. It always had to be about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was even in New Jack City. You know, yeah. that movie clearly belonged to Judd Nelson. And well, he was trying to upstage him. Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, go into it too much because we've been getting deep into this lately. But you want to talk about a movie, New Jack City, that's a clear euphemism for 9-11. I mean, I don't know what else is. Uh, hands down. I, I just think Ice-T is a dangerous man. Because, okay, how long has it been since? You've, you remembered New Jack City pretty good, I assume. Oh, yeah. I was the, I was actually a huge, huge Ice-T uh, music fan. So when he, the Ice, idea, idea that Ice T was going to be in a movie, I was beyond excited, dude. That dude fucking beat you for hours on end. Like he went into Nino Brown's apartment in the middle of the night. He kicked his ass so bad when he threw him out the window. It was daytime. Exactly. Beat him even for in, hours. Even in Watch uh, Surviving the Game, when he gets down that last guy, he's beating the shit out of him in the woods. Next time there's a cutaway scene, he's beating the shit out of him. It's it, it's the day. Exactly. That motherfucker, he beat you all night long. He beat you all night. Speaking of um, of ass beatings here, did you see uh, Anderson Silver busted for steroids? People don't know our hero Slohan Seagal was training Silva in the, in the MMA. What do you think happened? Do you think Seagal knew about the steroids going on? I don't think. I'm not. First thing, I'm not a. He's a good fighter. I'm not gonna say he's not. I'm not I'm never a big fan of the guy. But uh, my my thing is, I don't think he took them, you know, like so much. You know, getting doped up before a fight, he had busted his leg was shattered in so many places. Yeah. I think he was on them. You know, while he recovered, he still had some in his system. Mm -hmm. My thing is though, if you piss dirty on January seventh. And your fight is January 31st, 
what kind of fucking athletic commission we got that can't get that letter with those failed results in 23 days? <laughs> exactly. That's that's kind of like how the uh, NFL knew they had to punish the Patriots for for deflate gate or whatever the fuck, but they they just they couldn't act until the Super Bowl was done and all the money was counted. <laughs> okay, this makes no sense. Let's say I deflate a, and I'm not a huge football fan. But let's say I deflate a football for my advantage, mm-hmm. and I pass that football and you intercept it. Right. Then you're a cheater too. Well, no, not not if you didn't know. I mean, you're still going to make the play on the ball. It's not your fault that it's but, deflated. But wouldn't it help you just like it helped me? In an interception, but not on an offensive. So, I, I don't even know. But supposedly... It makes no sense. Supposedly they kept one fully inflated ball for the Colts for when they offense. I don't know. But, I mean, I just... Like, if this who was, does that? Who does that? I mean, me personally, if it was any other team, I would I wouldn't care. But it's the Patriots; they cheat. They'll always cheat. Their owner's best friends with the commissioner. Nothing's going to happen. They can cheat. All, they're going to cheat some more next year. They'll go right back to cheating. <laughs> like they just it's cheat. only cheating if you get caught. It's only cheating if you win the Super Bowl. But um, in the in the words of the late great Eddie Guerrero, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Exactly. And he cheated all he could. And he was good at it. Exactly. I love that guy. Really digging Lucha Underground. Yeah, let's, holy shit, let's talk about it. I've been watching it. I saw maybe three episodes from season one because I didn't get uh, El Rey until very, like, late, just recently. And then uh, I don't think I've seen anything from the new season yet. But uh, I gotta say, I, like I'm, I'm a frequent walk, watcher of uh, Lucha Underground, TNA, and I've been lately picking up episodes of NXT. And I think by far Lucha Underground is the best wrestling show on TV right now. Here's why I like it. It took me a while to get used to it because it's almost filmed like a sitcom kind of thing. But yeah. why or like an hour long drama? But I like it for these two reasons, three reasons. The the action is insanely good. See, and I, and I know everybody like like is like that's not why I watch wrestling. It's like I'm sorry, but if the wrestling's not good, I won't watch any wrestling show at all. No, and, and the wrestling's good. It's it's an hour long. It's like forty minutes after commercials. That's right. the perfect time. And I like how this company with not a lot of money, the way their backstage segments and everything. I mean, it's like you're watching a movie. It's real slick the way they're filmed. I, I like that. Whereas, you know, WWE with all this money, oh, it just a okay. hey, camera in a backstage. Yeah. I, I mean, I gotta say, like, I've been a, a very loyal TNA watcher for, the, like, the last two-plus years. But since they I made... Like TNA. Yeah, I like TNA, too. But since they made the, the switch to Destination America, the camera work stinks on TNA. It's always too close up. You can't really tell what's going on. Lucha has some strange camera work, too. It took me a while to yeah. used to, but I'm assuming that's just because they're flying every which way. Yeah. The thing I like about Lucha, I think Lucha is the best shot wrestling show. The thing I like about Lucha is they do a lot of angles from above the ring so you can actually look down and see what's happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, we had El, when I said cable, you know, we had El Rey. And then just about a week ago, they added it back to Dish. So I've been, uh, I've been watching. I missed my commercials where they go on El Rey. I know. That's the best part about the El Rey. <laughs> because he really doesn't have a lot of 
shows. I mean, no. basically from eight in the morning till noon, you can watch Miami Vice reruns. Exactly. The one thing I like though is when they put a um, they put like an old ass show on like Miami Vice. They make really cool uh, commercials for it. They're like. Yeah. TV show that started it all, Michael Mann with his influential style. Like they actually like give it really big props. Like they're like, no, really. Like whereas other networks are just lazy, they just pick up old shows just to plug time. Like El Ray, like they really try to sell it to you. Like if you're a younger person and maybe hasn't seen this shit yet, they really try to explain to you why it's important, why you should watch it. You know. Yeah, and I, I think the director's chair that he does is is really good. You know, he's had the Carpenter, uh, Guillermo del Toro, and he's done two Tarantinos, the three Tarantinos actually. Really? Yeah, I saw two Tarantinos that were like back to back. I recorded them. I, I want to see the Carpenter one next. Uh, it's on next week. Set your DVR. I will. Cause... I can't remember the exact date. I will. John Carpenter, though, you know my thing with Carpenter. You know I like Carpenter, but yeah, I love John. People Carpenter. need to quit. Mitch, you got to quit living in the past. He made a good movie in so many years. I don't think it's possible he could make a good movie. I he mean, peaked at Halloween three. I mean, at like seventy, at seventy years old or whatever. I don't know if many people could make a good movie at that age. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. Well, we certainly know that fucking Hack Romero can't. Hey, come on now. Show some respect. That guy sucks. Hey, hey, you're on here podcasting in Studio G. You show some respect to George Romero. The only thing I ever liked about Romero was that documentary they made about, like, his life from, like, childhood to when he was his age now. (laughs) What? What documentary was this? Up. (laughs) Up. I I really enjoyed when he got the balloons and flew his house away. (laughs) You're saying... Uh, you you recognize that cartoon character as George Romero from his his eyeglasses? Google a picture of that cartoon and Google a picture of Romero. I actually, you know what though? I actually think Romero, for a seventy year old dude, he's got kind of a cool look going on with the the ponytail, the long stringy hair ponytail pulled it back, the big glasses. I, li- I like those uh, like those puffy hunting vests that he wears and shit. I think he's pretty cool. He's a bum. <laughs> Belongs on Facebook. <laughs> would you yeah like like i remember uh speaking of uh uh facebook and all that for for george romero i remember he had a website back in the day and then he quit his website because i don't know what happened it never got explained but supposedly like there was too much shady shit going on and all this and finally he came back with some other page but it, like he never really did any updates to it or anything I think it's because he's, he's old and senile. He probably just forgot his password on the original page. I just think he's old and doesn't give a shit about staying relevant or whatever. I just know? think he sucks. <laughs> Always have. You don't like any George Romero movies? I thought Night of the Living Dead was okay for what it was. I thought, uh, I thought, uh, I thought uh, Dawn of the Dead was average. And I, th- I like Day of the Dead was pretty good. All right, I'm done. All right, cuz I'm just going to name off some of his random other movies and like just real quick tell me if you like them or not. Creep Show. Not a fan. Uh Monkey Shines. Fell asleep. Uh Night Riders. That is the most boring fucking movie ever made. I got I got to kind of agree on Night Riders. It's not it's not even that I hate it or anything. I've watched it like 3 times, but I don't know. I, I guess I don't really get the point of it, you know what I mean? It sucks. <laughs> but uh what about where are you at on the dark half? 
That's the Stephen King one, right? Yeah, with Timothy Hutton. Yeah, yeah well, you know, it fits that a shit director would make a movie written by a shit writer. Oh, whoa, whoa. Let's switch gears for a second here. Stephen King, you don't like him? No. I, it puts me to sleep, too. You know when they always say the book is better than the movie? Right. It's because if you have, a like, a loose coffee table, that fucking book will hold it up better than a, a DVD. <laughs> All right. So so let's clear this up. The, is, is this, is this uh, Stephen King hatred? Is this shtick or is this for real? No, I, I don't like – I like Christine was good, but the only reason I like Christine was John Carpenter kind of just used it as a blueprint. I mean, like, yeah. if you read the book, it's – it's the book is very weird. It's actually about a the book is completely different. <laughs> the book is really about a guy's spirit living in a car. <laughs> yeah, the uh, and I like that. I Firestarter, not too good. Uh, I never could finish the Stand. Um, the Mist. Mist has a nice ending. I like that. Um, I, I like the Mist a lot. I'm just not a fan. Plus, the I like. It. If I had to say what's better, Stephen King book or a movie, I'm going to always pick the movie because it's way fucking shorter. Those books are like reading encyclopedias. Where where you at on the movie of Cujo? That is so fucking boring. <laughs> oh, man. And they're sitting... What's the budget of that movie? Oh, I could film it's very it low. I could, I could film it for free. Let's get in my car. I'm done. There. I got to shoot <laughs> locations for this. <laughs> Let's just pull the car in the driveway. We're ready to go. I don't know. What What do you think, though, of just that time period of, like, the 80s, how, um, you know, like, there was all these Stephen King adaptations being, like, pumped out and shit. Like, like you, there was actually, like, a whole industry of low-budget horror movies, which, I mean, people will say, oh, there's tons of low-budget horror movies now, but they're all shot on video and, like, there's no monsters, no nothing. Like, what do you, do you think it was better in the 80s when everybody was, like, popping out Stephen King books? I don't think it's really any different, to be honest. I think people need to stop living in the fucking 80s. Oh, cousin, that's harsh words right there. Okay, come on. You know how I feel about mom and pop stores. I'm glad they're gone. Yeah, yeah. we've actually talked about this a lot behind the scenes, but I don't think we ever talked about this on a podcast. But you actually, you know, everybody, of course, has, like, memories of their childhood from going to the video store and shit. And, like, I mean, yeah, we, you know, maybe you went to Blockbuster, maybe you didn't. But everybody remembers that first mom and pop, local, independent, you know, unique uh, video store. You you don't have those fond memories, though, do you? No, and first thing I'm going to say is this is not shtick. This is 100% the truth. Let's think real close, people, of your childhood memories. Going into mom and pop, oh, man, I want to rent. I don't know what's the movie from that. Twins. I yeah. want to rent Twins. That movie sucks anyway. It does suck. I've, I've, been, I've been waiting all week to see Twins. I bought a pizza. Okay, mom and dad behind the counter. Let me rent that. I'm sorry. We only got one copy. and There's a waiting list for six months. <laughs> yeah. Now you go to the Blockbuster video that everybody hates because people are fucking dumb and they're censoring movies. No, they're not. They're getting R-rated. You know, and I'll get to that in a minute. You can get your copy of Twins because they got 50 of them on the wall. Exactly. Now, here's my other hatred about people that hate Blockbuster. Oh, they censored the movies. Number one, they did not have their own production company making edits. They got <laughs> you, you mean that pimply-faced kid behind the counter wasn't, like, back, <laughs> back there with a VHS tape with scissors? No, he wasn't splicing stuff. Now, now they, But here's what I hated about these people. 
and I hate them to this day. I can't go to the blockbuster. They get the R-rated. I gotta see that horror movie uncut. Oh, so did you buy it for $25? I bootlegged it. Yeah. And by doing that, I helped put the mom and pop video store that got the uncut copy out of business. <laughs> that, that is, that is, that is kind of true. Because like it was all the horror conventions where everybody would have the uh, uncut versions of the movies, but they would never get the, like the real version. You know what I mean? They always get like the you know what, fake one. You know what put video stores out of business? What's that? D- DVDs. That and is why. If you remember, let's say you wanted to buy Terminator Two. Right. What were you going to pay for that on VHS? A hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, they didn't release that shit to buy. Then when DVD came out, oh, I can buy this movie for $20. Let's see where I can go rent it for 6 And if I'm one day late, pay him another 6 Um, And I can only get two at a time. I'll just buy the movie. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, it probably didn't help that people were like, I'm going to steal this too. Yeah, like, it, it was weird, because, like, do you remember there was, like, a little bit of a time window where all of a sudden, like, the movie studios were, like, flush with cash because they got the average person, because everybody was so used to tapes, or, like, like sometimes they would put them out to sale, but only, like, two or three years, at, like, later, when you didn't even care about the movie anymore. Like, everybody loved yeah. DVD, because you could buy new, like, you know, relatively new movies right away, but in like the studios, they had all this money and they're funding all these like wacky movies because they knew the DVD market would bail them out. And then like that shit just crashed. Like all of a sudden, people weren't renting shit. They weren't buying shit. Like seemed like just. I mean, I understand a lot of it had to do with the economy, and I I get that. But like, fuck, I was dirt poor during the economy crash, and I still like bought movies. It just, it's weird how the business just changed overnight. Well, I still like those people. I'm not gonna go and rent. Dead Dairy or Gentle movie, not because it sucks too, but I'm not going to rent that at the Blockbuster because it's rated R. Oh, did you buy the Anchor Bay that you can go get now for $24? No, I stole it. <laughs> yeah, when, um, whatever, what's, what's the big one? Probably Pirate Bay or something like that. That was just. I've never like, been on it. I really have never been on that site. I've never been on it, but I know that's the one that's always blamed. But, like, okay, because, like, this is what I would do. Because, like, they even took Pirate Bay down, and they were, like, uh, it was gone for, like, six months or something. And then I guess Pirate Bay just came back up. I saw on Facebook everybody was posting big hurrahs and congratulations. Pirate Bay is Damn, back. Those fucking losers. Yeah, <laughs> pop back up. Okay, but, but, okay. However, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt you. My my good close personal friend, the source. I bet he don't mess around any of that foolishness. <laughs> no, the source. This both jelly and the source man. Like they they you know they. I don't know how they do it. You know, we should get them on here sometime. Just like kind of talk and see how they do it. But somehow they see every home you know movie that's released on home video like the of the month. I don't know how they keep up with it, but like. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not stealing the shit. They're obviously you know getting it from um, rental store, not rental store, but the the Red Box, Red Box or the or just the. I know Jelly does a lot of times uh, movies just through DirecTV. You can get them and shit. Not get them, but you can watch them. You know, pay per view, whatever. But that's not economically. They're like Dish. If I wanted to rent like a new release on Dish, it's going to cost me eight bucks. 
Yeah. Gee, for another eight dollars, I can just own it and have it for longer than a day. You know what's funny though is like people get real phobia. Like, like there's that little time period where people wanted to buy the movies, and now people are like, I don't want to have anything in my house. <laughs> I'll pay more money not to have it. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. People don't realize when with all this stuff, I'm going to just get the UV and all that. It's like, yeah, you know, sure, that's great. But that site in a few years is going to need room. It's going to take some of this shit down. Exactly. Shit, shit that you paid for. Yeah. I, um, no. And the other thing, too, I love, I love DVD. DVD was awesome. Blu-ray was better. Was. And guess what? In a year or two, something else will be better than that. And I'll buy that, too. It's called Keeping Up With The Times. Well, not only that, but it's like... I don't know about you, cousin, but uh, we both have massive DVD collections and all that. But it's like... Sometimes I buy shit. Not just to like buy it, not just to piss money away. But it's like I buy it because it makes me happy to buy. It. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't know what's so wrong with that. No, I don't either. I like sitting down and just looking at all the movies I have. Yeah, <laughs> and like the, and like that's the thing is, like I mean, I'm sure all the movies I have, I'll watch it again at least one. But like, you know, people are like, people are like, well, you know, I don't buy any movies because I don't want to rewatch them at all. And then some people are like, well, I'll only buy it if I can rewatch it four or five times. I'm like, even if I buy it and I only watch it once. Like, I don't know. Like, it's fine with me. You know what I mean? Tell him I have so many movies that I have movies that are still cellophane, and I don't feel bad about them when I see them. It's like, no. yeah, it's been two years. Yeah, I still don't feel like watching it, but I don't sit there. I wasted ten dollars. I want to commit suicide. Right. And just, I mean, I don't know. It just it, like another thing too is like, like you know, weird way. Because, like, obviously I go hot and cold with wrestling and even sports. But, like, movies are the one thing I don't think in my entire life, like, there's ever been a time period where I just got sick of movies and stopped watching them. You know what I mean? No, I am. Because there's enough out there for everybody. The only thing that that we kind of fall into the trap, though, here, it used to be bad in Japan, um, but it's, it's getting horrible here in America. Okay, this superhero movie made money. So we're going to make 50 superhero movies. Yeah, the, the over, we oversaturate things here. Yeah, and, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't mean to, like, point the finger at anything, because, because I watch, and I buy, and I have as many superheroes as anybody, but I feel like mm-hmm. the superhero movies, it's, like, it's conditioning the audience to, like, want a certain kind of thing, and it's, like, now when, like, a regular movie just comes out with just a regular story, a regular budget, like, it seems like, it seems like everybody just shits on it because it's not, like, a huge $300 million or whatever, you know what I mean? I gotta say, though, I, Captain America 2 is fucking awesome. No, it was. I mean, it's, you know, and it's, like, I don't expect every comic book movie to be like that, but, you know, that good, like, that quality... But, like, I also, like... The highest quality. The highest quality. But, like, a uh, perfect example of a movie like uh, John Wick. Now, like, a lot of people are like, Psh, who's in that movie? Keanu Reeves. What superheroes has he played? John Constantine. Never heard of it. Oh, okay. How, how many aliens come to Earth in that movie? None? 
not going to watch it. <laughs> like, I feel like that's how people are. Now. It's like, no, it's like, it's, it's completely different from the Avengers, but it's just as good in its own way. And I feel like all anybody cares about now is these big event movies. You know what I mean? Now I won't lie to you. Furious seven is an event movie, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. But you're also looking forward to other stuff too. I would think. I mean, you're not just. Yeah, like, I mean, that's number one priority for me. But you know, that's just because that's my favorite franchise. I, I've never had a problem admitting that. I mean, just like all these fucking, you know, fifty-year-old virgins are looking forward to Star Wars. You know, that, right. that's their prerogative. Pack of fucking nerds. Uh, holy shit! Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right, all right, cousin. I love the Star Wars. I love it. Can't get enough of it. I even recently purchased a Star Wars T-shirt of the original poster design. Loved it. Wore the shirt this week. Not only am I not excited about this new Star Wars movie, I don't want it to come out. I don't want it to exist. I don't want any. I did, I hate it. I just hate it. It's just like, like imagine if they took Fast and the Furious. And like, like none of the none of the directors were involved in it, and it was like, like they got rid of the Rock, they got rid of everybody, and then they came out with it, and like no Vin Diesel, no The Rock, no Paul Walker, and it's like here's your new Fast and now the that, Furious that, movie. The latter ain't gonna be a problem. But. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like here, it's like it's like see, like when you go to see the movie on the screen, it's gonna say Fast and the Furious. But it ain't going to be in the same style. It ain't going to be made by the same people. It ain't going to have... It's just like... It's fake. I'm sorry, but this is fake Star Wars. And I love Star Wars. And everybody in the world hated prequels. And I was... You know, I I maintained my enthusiasm. I enjoyed all the prequels. Not as much as the original ones. But I still liked them. To me... They stunk. To me, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, was ten times better than fucking the matrix three or whatever bullshit was out at the same time yeah i guess this could be a preview of the upcoming movie wars but (laughs) everybody gives me shit because of fast and the furious too when paul walker goes my pockets ain't empty because oh that's bad dialogue let's look at star wars episode two when what's is it hayden christensen is that that no talent guy's name (laughs) yes look at this it's sand there's sand everywhere. Yeah, that's real good fucking dialogue. <laughs> wait, wait, what scene of the movie would he talk about sand? Yeah, to find it. It was either part one or two. They all blend together to me. I don't know. What the fuck? Why does every fucking Star Wars movie... Does it? Does anybody know what a cutout, a fade-out? Everything's a fucking wipe. Because it's trying to be old-timey like the serials. No, those were actually good. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about okay. that. Okay, what's better? You've seen Fast and the Furious. Okay, let's talk about one. Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious 1. Not okay. a very good when, movie. Bite your tongue. Okay, when they're <laughs> all in the cars at the end, when they're in the cars and they're trying and they're jacking the truck and everything, what was a better car scene, that or the fucking pod race? Mm. Be honest. What had you more like, ooh, this is cool. All right, I, I, I will. I will say this, but I, but I gotta say the problem I had with the pod race, it's not the pod race. The pod race is awesome. I don't what like are you watching. I don't like all the alien like commentators and aliens dancing in the stand and shit. That kind of ruined the whole scene for me. Well, you needed 
Johnny yells a lot and beautiful Bert to be doing the commentaries. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> if they would have been done the commentaries, maybe I would have liked it. But no, the um, the the when they hijacked the truck at the end of the Fast and Furious, that's by far the good part. You know the part of Fast and Furious I don't like when I rewatch it. I don't like all that car wars bullshit at the airport. That shit was like so hokey, and I don't like the um, the like the really like what, what is he supposed to have the ADD guy Jesse or whatever his name is Jesse yeah his yeah. his character is annoying as fuck. Well, he got killed, so you got a payoff at least. In the other movies, you had to watch that little fucking twerp grow up. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we should table it for Fast and the Furious versus Star Wars, but that's actually interesting. I'm going to put you on the spot. All right, go for it. Go for it. Again. And anybody listening, I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, not anybody listening. I don't care about the people involved in the thing. Where's this episode at? I'm watching six movies I fucking hate for this. (laughs) With what? Star Wars movies. I hate all of them. They're, they're, They're horrible movies. But I don't. I don't get it. Like, what am I being put on the spot for? When's the episode gonna finally happen? When everybody's done watching Fast and the Furious Star Wars, cousin, I gotta restart. We put it on pause for six months. You gotta give me time to to work through them here. They need to get back on track. They're gonna be. Let's see. Do you do you know the date offhand for when Fast and the Furious Seven comes out? Of course, it's April third. I took the day off work to go see it. Okay. They'll be done before April 3rd. Both, it'll be a two-part, or both parts will be recorded and released before April 3rd. Now, who's all going to be on this? It's going to be me, you, Source, Jelly, I assume? That that I can't confirm at this time, because it's a big two-parter commitment. But you and me will be there. and I'm, I don't know. I, w- I want to say we can count on Trev, but I don't know about the other guys. Everybody, Everybody's <laughs> hyped about the... Um, about the concept, but like we've had scheduling troubles lately. So I with movie my good wars friend, and... my good friend Bird. I know he's gonna be on my side. Don't you agree? He doesn't. He's not a Star Wars fan. I don't. You know what? I don't know if Bird is a Star Wars fan, but I couldn't see him. He over overall, he's a science fiction fan, so I can't see him really like choosing Fast and the Furious over Star Wars. Really? I don't think so. Never liked the guy. Can't stand him. Just going to be me and my <laughs> good friend, the source. Okay. Hey, Trav, I think, I think Trav will be on my side. I, I, I can kind of see that. Well, I, I, th- I think the only person, I guess I'm letting the cat out of the bag here, but I'm pretty sure the only person that will defend the prequels is me. But, um, I, I think the original trilogy will, will win its matchups with the fast movies. I think so. Well, you know, we're going to vote it, though, to see what is the better. I mean, you have to we're, compare we're, movie to movie. Who's yeah, going to win? Compare movie to movie. We'll we'll take the round of votes, and then, every you know, all the points will be added up to, the, to determine the franchise winner at the end. And, and, and they are very similar. Like, you know, everybody says the Empire Strikes Back is the best of the series. I can see that's that. The, that's the fifth movie. Everybody says Fast and the Furious 5 is the best of the series. I will agree both with that. Of those, both of those movies introduced a black character. You had The Rock, the People's Champ, and you had some drunk on Colt 45 in the other movie. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Lando Calrissian was not drunk when he was flying the Millennium Falcon. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. 
Who wants faster, Dominic Toretto's car or the Millennium Falcon? Well, considering the Millennium Falcon can go faster than light speed, I gotta say Millennium Falcon. Then explain this to me. This whole fucking part, Empire Strikes Back, we're watching Land go to Cloud City. Hmm. Takes him 80% of the fucking movie, am I right? I don't know about that. Luke Skywalker got there in like two minutes. Thus proving the Millennium Falcon's a slow-ass piece of shit. And Dominic Toretto blow him out of the water. Dominic Toretto drove that fucking car to Brazil. It drives in the water. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think you can concretely say that. He might have had the car shipped over on a tr- on a you know a tanker or something. And, and how would he do that? He's a wanted criminal. Well, look at uh, Paul Walker. He somehow just rejoins police forces after being the most wanted man. Well, that's because he did help them in part two. Even though he stole drug dealers' money. That's true. And even though his his pockets ain't empty, cause that was a great line. You know, you know, you, you want to know something? I'll shit, man. I, we really should save all this for the thing. But um, this is the last piece, then. Yeah, not enough, not enough to make me turn against Star Wars. But I was very, very low on Fast and the Furious Two. Too fast, too furious. I thought it was a fun movie. I rewatched it a few months ago, preparing for the episode. <clears throat> I have come around on it. It's actually, I like how kind of, yeah, I like how stripped down and scaled down is. It's just a, it like like I mean you can't dodge it. It's it it looks and feels like a much much cheaper movie than the first one. It, like it oh, looks yeah. it looks like they were given up. They they didn't think it could be a franchise without Vin Diesel, so they kind of. You know, money-wise, they kind of gave it a half-ass attempt, but I think in a way that's kind of like what makes it good, because it's really it's all about the much ca- like comedy. Yeah, like it's it's all about the cars and the racing and like the you know competing against other drivers. So like, I think in a way, what was a negative when it came out losing Vin Diesel, now at this point it's actually a positive because it it makes it stand out from the other movies. You know what I mean? And, and I like it. it introduced Tyrese, you know, who was clearly the scene stealer in part six. Cousin, I, I, I'll go ahead and say, you know, obviously the movies are all based around Dominic Toretto. So importance wise, he's the most important character. But I think as far as more entertaining, I think Tyrese's character is actually more entertainment. Entertaining than oh, Dominic damn, Toretto. Damn. Hands down, I won't disagree with that. Tyrese is hilarious. Yeah. Part 5 was a nice redo of Ocean's Eleven. It was. That's pretty much what it was. Great movie, though. I mean, how often do you see a franchise where the fifth movie in the series blows away all records and, and you know, turns it into a fucking universally loved juggernaut? You, you don't. But yeah, like, I don't know, like, uh, Part 3, Tokyo Drift was supposed to be the last one. That's a pretty weak movie, I'll admit that. But it's not a bad movie. I don't mind it. Um it opens up strong. That that race in the uh in that uh you know neighborhood they're building all I mean it opens up strong, then it just It kinda doesn't it really fell apart. It kinda becomes a generic high school movie, I would say. Wouldn't you? I hated that fucking kid. This ride. Is he coming back for Fast Seven? Yeah, he is. Okay. And then and that's the thing I like is they took this movie that no one liked and they just redid it to where it's actually 
ties in it, it right. bridges the gap between six and seven so it's it is slick the way they're doing it i have to say that the timeline is more convoluted in fast movies than it is in star wars because the star wars they did prequels but they just started at like a one point and stuck to it and did the prequel story fast and the furious on a timeline on a timeline what is it Four? So you'd be watching one, it'd be one, two, four, four five, five, six, six and then three, three seven. and now seven. I don't know, that's pretty strange. <laughs> I gotta admit. Yeah, but they're better, they're the better movies. <laughs> well, we shall see. Source, is, Source already, you know, he, if you ask me, he's the leader of the second run podcast because he has better taste in films. <laughs> wow. This other guy's questionable. <laughs> wow. Barry and Jelly here. Yeah, it's a source without a doubt, man, on their 2014 Rapid Man, without a doubt, he came out and said it, it ain't even close. He's fast and furious what, all the way. How far into the episode was that? I couldn't tell you because it was a three-hour episode that I listened to over the course of two work days. So I, was it towards the end? I want to say it was towards the middle, but I could be wrong. My God, now I gotta listen to that. I mean, uh, more than a pleasure to listen to that all the way through. <laughs> no, it's uh, believe it or not, Second Run's one of my favorite podcasts. That and if it bleeds, you know, other other than all my fine shows that I produce, of course. But um, my my favorite podcast is the uh, Closet of Unknown Facts. Really? That you see, I, yeah. You know, you, like you're not afraid to take shots at other podcasters and stuff. And I would nope. think I would think you, you know, like you know, I got hip to the Clout guys and uh, told them I would upload their podcast for them. I would think that you wouldn't like those guys because because they're they're they're, they're, uh, they're kind of biting your shtick a little bit, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but that's okay. It's all in good fun, right? So you're saying you're saying you know you 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 take your podcasting personality and whatever empire or whatever however you want to phrase it your your body of work I guess as a podcaster you're saying you don't take it like really seriously like this isn't like you know what I mean not in the fucking least <laughs> no yeah Do you not really I mean I really don't see are the you point get, are you getting paid for it. No, and, and you know what? Nobody's even really listening to it. <laughs> no, how many people? When I came back, yeah, and did that show with you, how how many people were were messaging you and emailing you? Is it back full time? Okay, it ain't a fucking job, so no, I'm not. Yeah, no, no, there. Like we haven't gotten a piece of uh, viewer mail. Not I can always say viewer mail. It's not viewer. It's listener mail. We like we haven't got a piece about anything like, like like I could I could do a show with Phil D's, I could do a show with Corey G, I could do a show with the Source talking about how he hates Halloween three. They're all going to get the exact same number of downloads. So why am I going to have an ego about it? You know what I mean? Like why am I going to? Exactly. You know, yeah, it's exactly. no it's no big deal. It's just something we do for fun. Yeah, I don't give a shit if three hundred people listen or three. Exactly. And usually it's three, so. Yeah, because, you know, ratings aren't real mm -hmm. in the realm of podcasting. The only thing that's real is sponsorship, and we don't have it because. <laughs> you don't have it. We, but then we don't have to take breaks to pay the bills. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, that's true. We have the freedom to do what we want. We don't have to, like, play commercials and shit. 
We can just plug Wahlburgers. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, holy shit, let's talk about it. Plugging Wahlburgers for what? What would we do it? Like four months straight? What did that give us? I didn't get one free cheeseburger in the mail. We read the menu on air once. We did. <laughs> and had Yelp reviews. And Yelp, and we didn't even get like a signed baseball cap from uh, Paul Wahlberger. You know, I didn't get I had to buy my T-shirt. Yeah, you had to actually buy it. Twenty-five bucks for that fucking thing. <sighs> what do you do with it now? You use it to wipe off your windshield when it's uh, snowy outside. Actually, I wore it a couple days ago. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. My job is I don't have to dress nice, so I just grab the next t-shirt in line. Oh, same here. I actually wore a Back to the Future t-shirt to work today. (laughs) I got to to attend my yearly uh, employee appraisal wearing a Back to the Future (laughs) t-shirt. You know, know, I enjoyed Back to the Future Part 1, but if you want to talk about a movie with plot holes, that's probably the biggest one out there. Like what? Okay, explain this to me. Wouldn't they at any point in time, George and um, was it was the mom was Lorraine? Was that her name? I think so. Yeah. Wouldn't they all once maybe around the time Michael J. Fox turned fifteen, sixteen, go, holy fuck, he's the identical twin of the guy we met when we were teenagers. Yeah, but I mean, then again, it was thirty years prior, and it's like but she was trying to fuck him for a month or however long he was back there I think it was like a week or something but yeah I don't know but but that's such a weird thing even if though even if you remember like let's say your son looked like that guy that you knew for a week in high school even if you remembered it like it still would be um I don't know it still would be like hard to really believe it like put two into you know it's just like unless you're going crazy or something like I don't think you would really take it into consideration Part two, which I actually liked part two. I know a lot of people shit on it and said it was confusing. If it's confusing, you're a fucking idiot. It was a good movie, but... Well, no, no. I mean, mean, part two is good. It's just... But it's it's all about them realizing that the time travel is fucking up the timeline. So, obviously, they're going to have to, like... It's going to get more detailed, basically. You know what I mean? Well, answer me this, though. Remember when Biff, it, it was revealed he killed George McFly? Yeah. And he and he had Doctor Emmett Brown committed. Mm-hmm. If he was committed, he never would have been loose to build the time machine. Ergo, the events of any of this, including Viv being rich, never would have happened. Let's see. <laughs> no, because no, because it, it basically it was like that Marvel alternate world shit, right? So it was like. Are you talking about, like, when they went back to 1985 and Biff was, like, the gangster running everything? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what's his name? Dr. Brown, he was still traveling through time. So he was, he was the Dr. Brown from, like, the first reality of the first movie, right? You're grasping at straws here. No, because he was in the time machine. So, I mean, he's not, you know, it's like... It's like you can go back to like that time period and have him commit it, but you still like let's call that uh you know, whatever it's called, Sunnyvale or whatever the fuck it's called, uh Hill Valley. That's like Hill Valley. Sunnydale was Buffy. Yeah, okay. Hill Valley, that's like universe B, but you still got Doc Brown from Universe A running around. He's not gonna disappear okay. in thin air or whatever, you know what I mean? Okay. 
Part Three, which was a fucking horrible movie. Yeah, why did he make his, Part his, Three his, so cheap? His, his what's his big plan? We're gonna push the car with a train. A choo choo. This is the choo-choo. <laughs> this is a guy who built a time machine. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get the natural fossil fuels there to make a gallon of gas. Mm. Wouldn't that have been easier? I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Because they had the to chemical take, ingredients were there. They had to take the wheels off the DeLorean. Remember? That made no sense either. Why? Because they had a flat. No, I think just so that the rims would roll on the train tracks. But if he would have made gas, he wouldn't have needed to push it on a train. The whole concept was that the thing got the gas line got hit. Well, he no, tape that up and filled it with gas. Well, the gas line might have got hit, but he, st- he no. The problem was he didn't have the plutonium, right? No, the car was out of gas. Remember, it didn't run on plutonium at that point in time. He made the modifications. It ran on a fucking garbage juicer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it ran on garbage juice. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the Teen movie. Teen Wolf made more sense. You know what's a good movie? And I've never heard Teen anybody Wolf? say say it's a good... Well, besides Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf 2. Uh, that movie's poop. <laughs> <laughs> you got Jason Bateman. Hear me out. You got Jason Bateman starring in a film. Before Jason Bateman was famous, might I add. Starring in a film produced by his father. That's, if that don't give the quality mark of a good movie, I don't know what else does. That movie sucks. But it's on a double pack with Once Bitten. Really? That's a good movie. One of our highest downloads I see is that episode. Yeah, Once Bitten. I think it's the number two down on Slowhand. Yeah, it gets downloaded a lot. You it's always the on the spot. popular post. Yeah, I do. You know what else does? Has one of the most popular spots on Slowhand? What's that? It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the thing that no one noticed, because that was up for like a week and not a single person asked you about it, did they? No, yeah, I have a feeling we don't have the the visitorship at Slowhand that we would like. We we actually tell the fans how we fail in our concepts. (laughs) Tell me who does. Yeah, we're not one of them people. I had 8,000 downloads last week. Yeah, we won't bullshit yeah. you like that. I'm like, oh, why lie? If I had 8,000 downloads, that'd be, on a, that'd be an audition for a radio station. Yeah. Man, the storm is raging outside. It's Flo- raining over there. Oh, huge flood warnings, cousin. Uh, yeah. There was snow on Monday. It was 50 degrees today. Holy shit. Yeah, they were bagging up the the doors with sandbags when I was leaving work today. Really? Yeah, I got caught with because uh, uh, the way my roof is to walk up my steps, it, it's pretty much creates a freaking waterfall whenever it rains. So I got drenched when I came in today. First thing I did, got out of the wet clothes, and made some soup. I had. Now some... You don't have tornadoes in that there, though, do you? No, we don't have tornadoes. We had an earthquake last week. I read that on the news. Yeah. You know what else I saw on the news? What's that? The trailer for Marvel's Netflix show, Daredevil. You know what? Everybody's blowing it on Facebook. I think it looks like shit, personally. Well, I couldn't see anything. It was dark. <laughs> exactly. 
If you thought Christopher Nolan filmed a superhero movie dark, you ain't seen nothing yet. Well, I kind of like the fact that they're doing the old costume, which the original one, that kind of tied bandana thing, but That's I really cousin. hope it's not, I really hope it's not black because, you know, he it was is. yellow and black and then he was red. Yeah, I, I wish they would have start, started with the yellow and black costume. The the black bandana shit, wasn't that like a retelling of the story from the 80s where they worked that costume in? Yeah, it was when you found out that he was trained by a stick and fucked the hand or whatever. Yeah, all that was bullshit. Story. Yeah. Kingpin lost weight though. He's looking good on Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Kingpin lost weight. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. I'm not going to say too much cuz all this stuff I say looks like shit and then I end up liking it. So I'll probably like I'll it. Give, I'll just go by the fact that I couldn't see anything in the trailer, but I'll yeah. give it a try. Yeah, I like uh 2003 Daredevil movie which everybody shits on. Where are you at on it? I liked it quite a bit actually. I really like it. Like, there's some things that are... Ben Affleck shit on it, but, you know... Yeah, see, that's another reason why I could care less about Batman loves Superman in the back of the courtroom house, or whatever the fuck you're gonna call it. Because it's like... It's like, okay, like, five years after they make it, Ben Affleck, he's all about it, he's working out, he's getting into the role and shit. He's just gonna shit on that movie five years from now, like... Pretty much. Yeah. I should have done Goodwill Hunting 2. Did you Hunting season. Did you see my masterpiece Argo where I had Bieber hair? That's the real cinema. You know a movie he did that I really liked that's underrated, and that's The Town. Yeah, I like that. That was pretty much his comeback, I think. In terms of... He's made more shit than he's made good. Yeah. He's like, I had a drinking problem, and I would mostly drink when I would read the scripts for my movies. (laughs) Jersey Girl put him on the... Ruined him. Yeah. Speaking of Jersey Girl, I just saw the new J Lo movie the other night. She's hot. Yeah. She. It, it's the movies. The movies just like that movie, The Crush, with Alicia Silverstone, except it's reversed. That was a good movie, actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the uh, shit. I can't even think of the name of it. The Boy Next Door. It's it's worth watching because like half the movie J Lo spins like straight out of the shower with like a loose like tank top and. I don't know, jammy shorts on, like, looking out the window, half naked, watching the guy across the street. It's worth checking out just for that. You know what movie wasn't any good that she was in that everybody said they loved? Hmm. Parker. Yeah, Parker's just, I don't know. She's hot in it, it though. It was so that Payback was better. Payback with uh, Ben Affleck? No, with Mel Gibson, the Fuhrer. Oh yeah, Payback's fucking awesome. Yeah, Payback's awesome. Yeah, it was it was Lee Marvin, Mel Gibson, and Statham played that character. Yeah. Statham. Yeah. King of straight to video on demand. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about. I mean, I'm glad that he's going to be in a big movie again with Fast Seven. And uh, he's got that new movie coming out, I think, fairly soon with um, your girl Melissa McCarthy in it. Yeah, so he's got two two guaranteed money makers there. Yeah, maybe that maybe that will get him back into the theaters because I don't think he's had a theatrically released movie since um, the one with James Franco, right? Homefront. No, Expendables three. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. For that eight minutes he's in it. 
Yeah. But he's I liked a, Homefront a lot. Yeah, I did too. But he's only, between Homefront and Expendables 3, he's only had two theatrically released movies in the last two years. That's pretty, Remember when Statham used to come out with one like every four months? Yeah. Yeah. The only action stars now are superheroes. Yeah, and it, I don't know. Like, I, like... I mean, I, li- I love the superhero movies, so I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. But to me, like, the Statham-type movies, you know, the the R-rated ones he did, like, Safe and shit that are out, to me, that's, like, a whole different thing. So I can watch the superhero movies, and I can still watch the action-action movies, but I feel like everybody turned their back on the Statham-type action movies. Like I said before, like, oh, yeah. if it's not, like, huge widely promoted everybody's talking about like they don't care like what happened to just remember back in the day like when we were kids it just was simple like the only kind of movies that guys watched was action movies i liked it better back then i did too you know what action movie i liked Hmm. lionheart (laughs) yeah it's a good one you know who else think liked it was beautiful burt beautiful burt i think in just a few minutes you're gonna actually hear Boopers and all. Yeah. Nice 25-minute treat to your ears. And if you like it, please let us know. Yeah. If, if you don't like it, just turn it off. <laughs> Pretty much. Because it don't matter if you listen to 10 seconds or 2 hours. The download's a download. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's never never have there been truer words spoken. Speaking of, I, yeah. I, I have Lionheart playing in the background right now, and I'm having... Deja vu is a scene where he's 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 wandering curiously under the underpass to find the fight. That fucking movie's still on. I had to restart it. Oh, I was gonna say I'd be tapped. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a good segue. Hopefully we didn't bore you too much with our ramblings here, but uh, we had, we had we had a um, you know we had to salvage something out of tonight. So yeah. Yeah, and 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 be honest, we were just going to sit here whether we recorded or not and bullshit. So if you know if we bored the shit out of you, sorry. You know if we did bore the shit, you probably didn't even make it this long. But uh, like I said, that downloads a rating point no matter what. (laughs) Exactly. So we're going to read these on the air. The ratings for this show. We are. (laughs) Yeah, we. But um, I predict twenty three. That seems to be the average. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go 26. It's the same people that listen to everything. Although I think I have alienated some listeners and they're mad at me so you don't get a few downloads now on the episodes I'm in. I think so. When, when, when you came on with your overwhelming negativity uh, and started calling other people out from other shows, I think that turned off some of What the, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I never had a bad word to say about this. Oh, story. that's right. That was editing trickery. Performed by me. It's that other, it's that other guy that annoys me. <laughs> Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to take on Jelly in an audio commentary. He ain't no bowl of jelly, if you know what I mean. I take him on an audio. I'll take anybody on the audio commentary. You're gonna you're gonna have the fight of your life. I will make some promises right now. Fast and the Furious versus Star Wars. I wanted to defend George Lucas to the grave. I pity you. I want to do a commentary with a girl that sounds like she has Down syndrome and coughs constantly. (laughs) What? All right. All right, everybody. 
we're going to let you share in our failure, our grand idea that I would say we were excited, over the moon excited, <clears throat> excuse me, for this concept for probably, what, a good 48 hours? Something like that. I mean, we were going. I was losing sleep last night uh, thinking up fake names to work into this contract. <laughs> and all it bought us, all that excitement and all that energy, all it bought us was a measly 26 minutes <laughs> of Lionheart. Probably, probably about 30 if you count the laughter. Yeah. And I'm sure it probably is going to be god awful. I'm sure it will. So you're, you're not hurting our feelings if you think it sucks and turned off, but that's okay. But that being said, Get ready to witness the wreck that is World Championship movie watching. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the initial episode of... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you should put these bloopers in at the end. <laughs> I like Cannonball Run and the blooper reel. <laughs> Podcast bloopers. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to. <laughs> I just keep talking faster and faster. Oh, you can hear me. All right. <sighs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the initial episode of World. Ch- Fuck. You're going too fast. I'm going too fast. Hello to all our listeners out there worldwide. Welcome to the initial episode of World Championship Movie Watching. I'm very happy to join you tonight. I am James Shock here joined with the one and the only unmistakable beautiful Bert. Beautiful Bert, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing super. I'm getting ready to educate all these idiots out there. That's right. I called y'all idiots. You have no taste, no brains, no looks, no intelligence. And I'm here. I'm here to do the thinking for you people. Harsh words for uh, the listeners and the fans on the initial episode of World Championship Movie Watching here. With a little bit about us, uh, basically, me and Beautiful Bird, we've been doing wrestling commentary for over 10 years. We were involved in ECIW, for people who don't know, that's Eastern Central. Uh, fuck. For people who don't know, that's... <laughs> I'm going to have to do some editing. A little bit of background about myself and Beautiful Bird here. We were the commentators for ECIW, that's Eastern Central Independent Wrestling. Fuck. A little bit of background for the viewers out there. <laughs> I keep going faster and it keeps getting worse. A little bit, up a bit. Yeah. A little bit of background about myself and Beautiful Bird here. We were the commentators for Eastern Central Indiana Wrestling. That's ECIW for all your fans out there. Unfortunately, with you know hard economic times, the wrestling business more than tougher than ever for promotion to, to make it. Unfortunately, ECIW had a fold late last fall. We had a farewell show. It was great. We packed over at least 200 fans in the Jefferson County uh, High School Auditorium. So thank you to all your fans out there to send us you know, on, off on a great note there. But uh, me and Bert, we wanted to kind of branch out and put our energies into a new direction. Thus, World Championship Movie Watching was born. This is the best way to enjoy a movie because you, you don't want to go to the movie theater anymore. I hate, have I told not. you how much I hate going to the movie theater? Oh, on many occasions, Bert. There's nothing there but fat women. I mean, there was a, a group of three fat women at the movies I went to last time. These three women combined sat in rows four, five, six, nine, twelve, and thirteen. Wow, that that is that, quite a feat. I wish I could have been there to see that. 
Find them on Facebook. Just type in plus size model. <laughs> okay, I, the fans will do that. So let's kick off the initial episode here. Tonight, we'll be watching the film Lionheart, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. This is a movie Nothing from... but a filthy cheater, in my opinion. <laughs> well, 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 we'll get to that when the time comes, Bert. But uh, if, if, if you fans out there want to play along, uh, put, your, put your DVD in. And we have it synced up at the 15-second mark on the Universal logo. We're going to do a quick countdown here of one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say go, hit play on your DVD remote and start Lionheart the movie. Okay. Instead of saying one, two, three, go, why don't we go one, two, three, go and ring the timekeeper bell? <laughs> okay, that sounds like a good idea, Bert. All right, everyone who's going to play along with the DVD at home. If you don't have the DVD at home, we'll try to do our play-by-play the best to inform you of what's going on, all the developments in the storylines, and all the pulse-pounding action. But for you, those with the DVD player remote in hand, all right, everyone, ready? One, two, three, go. All right, here we have Universal Logo coming here. Uh, the DVD featuring many Universal logos, actually, as a matter of fact. Ain't that right, Bert? Many logos. Right now I'm watching a spinning logo. Right. Reminds me of that John Cena with the spinneroonie belt. I don't like him either. Of course not, Bert. Of course you don't like him. You should Cena. stick to Grant and make a wish rather than wrestling. Wow. Harsh words. Harsh words for John Cena. All right. We're, we're... Sunil Arshar. That's right. We're opening up with the opening credits here. Very, very uh, exotic uh, background the film Lionheart has here. Many uh, independent financiers, I would guess, from the Middle East. Film starting out here. Uh, underneath some uh, a, a train overpass, it appears to be. Um, this doesn't look like the type of, you know, part of town you want to be stuck in late at night, Humbert. Not especially someone with, you know, like my wealth, beauty, and brains. You know, I don't I don't slum in these areas. This looks like there's going to be one of these ultimate no-holes-barred fights going to go on here. Very well could be. It's just holding on a static shot. Finally, we're getting a little bit of crane action here. Oh, casting by triangle casting. I wonder if they're still around, Bert. What do you think? I think you're about eight seconds ahead of me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll catch up there. All right, here we are. These guys, they're up to no good. It's, it's, the redneck gangster gang here. It's a dark and a greasy night, I would say. Wouldn't you agree, Bert? I would agree. Smoking cigarettes, uh, playing games of dice on the uh, dirty ground here. Look at, look at that. He's trying to do a pay. No, what he's trying to do is he's saying, "Please don't beat me up. I'm going to give you a payoff." Very intense scene. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what's developing here. We'll have to keep a close eye on this action and on the background. There's uh, uh, many young toughs uh, coming up here. You should benefit me and push pause and count to six. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Look at he just spit out that man, offered him something to eat, and he spit it out. <laughs> He has. There you go. I would kick him too. He's this guy's trying to be hospitable. But, he's uh, getting exactly what he deserves. Okay, now, now, now th- th- this man, we don't know who he is, but he's being clearly drenched in gasoline here. Clearly drenched. There are. Do you see them inside a wrestling ring? No, not at all. This is happening. Then this on is the obviously no holes barred. Anything goes. No DQ on this. Who the hell brought this guy to the hospital so fast? He's he's clearly suffered uh, very very severe burns here. I'm I'm not sure if the uh, EMTs are going to be able to patch him up in time and get him back out to the streets soon. What somebody needs to do is take this woman here and burn off some of them freckles. 
Very, very pale uh, red-skinned woman here. Very, very. I hate gingers. Very, very hard to describe, but uh, she has almost like a, a ghostly appearance. Almost, I would say. She looks like one of McMahon's divas. Small child here, very sleepily, uh, un- unaware that her father is currently burning up in the next room. You had it coming, kid. Very, very similar to the accidental burn that Undertaker suffered at Elimination Chamber 2010, but much worse. Yeah, I think this is just a bit more severe, but like I said, that was non-sanctioned. So, obviously, no pressing charges. How now, do we get a cameraman and do Jabati? Now, fans, the action is switching locales to Djibouti, North Africa. Clearly, seems to be a lot of hard work going on in the sun here. Post being driven into the ground. Is that Hacksaw Jim Duggan's 2x4? It very well could be. And he's got Triple H's sledgehammer. All, all we can see is the sweaty close-up biceps of a man working in the sun. Oh, finally, now we get a cranking up shot. We see it's a, the star of the film, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hopefully, he'll be making his thief. way to the arena soon. He's a thief. Do you see that? That's Triple H's sledgehammer. Triple H is a good, close, personal friend of mine, by the way. Yes, Bert, but Bert has many contacts within the, the wrestling world. Unfortunately, none of them could ha- get him a job uh, announcing. Therefore, he is here with World uh, Championship movie watching. That's because I'm trying to help the fans. Okay, now we seem to have a lot of letter kissing going on. Bert, is this a unique uh, uh, pastime hobby that you think goes on in Djibouti, North Africa, quite often? or it, it may be, or that might be the contract they're trying to get him to sign. And look at that. He's got a foreign object. He's cheating already. It, it, it seems to be a knife. We're, we're not sure if that's regulation in Djibouti, North Africa or not. Is he getting ready for a barbed wire match? Very well could be. It seems to be a... And if they're in Djibouti, Africa, how come the only American there is the guy in charge, the captain? Well, uh... Jean-Claude Van Damme here playing his character uh, Leon, thus the title uh, Leon Hart. Um, no relation to Bret Hart, by the way. He's actually a member. Oh, thank of, God. He's actually a member of the French Foreign Legion. So uh, it's a it's a quasi-military setting, but it's more like a mercenary organization, from what I've been told. I wouldn't know anything about that, except that guy's got some really sweaty armpits. Yes, he does. There's a lot going on here. Um, a really harsh reprimanding. It seems that Leon wants to uh, leave the uh, French Legionnaire Corps to uh, go visit his family, who is ailing uh, back in America. Uh, his 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 brother is clearly in the burn, uh, you know, ward, uh, possibly passed away. We don't. We're not sure at this time. We'll have to get Look, someone. I'm going to say it again. When you sign up for infernal matches on the middle of the street, you 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 got to pay the consequences. There can be only one winner. Exactly. Anything can happen in a match like that. More pressure being put on Leon here. More men coming to stand uncomfortably close to him here. Very uh, much perspiration going on in the desert here. The Stooges are definitely going to, you know, take care of things. Yes, we, we seem to have a trio of men all intent on slapping Leon around, slapping him on the back. This is the gayest the... thing I've ever watched. It is, and I've seen Jimmy Soup in the locker room. It is Jimmy Jimmy Soup, one of the mainstays at ECIW, along with Phil the Flyer. 
Fill the flyer. Oh, great tag team. Th- things are things are starting to heat up here. There's there's a, there's a hand placed uh, around Leon's jaw. He's being held. Now he's being like, oh, now slapped on the back of the head. No re- no retaliation yet from Leon. He's taking this abuse in full stride. That's because he's a punk. Very, very, he's gonna take it like he's gonna take it like a rockabilly bitch. Very very very, very harsh words there for a. Uh, now uh, he's stripping down. He's being ordered to get into a pit. It's dug into the ground. What what, what kind of uh, match would you use this pit in? Do you think, Bert? Oh, uh, this has got to be like probably getting ready for a boiler room match. Nope. Look at that! I, he's cheating. Foreign object sand. That's an illegal low kick. This is not a karate match. He hit him in the balls. He punched him in the eye. Mid kick, lower kick, being approached from all sides. Someone comes to a spin kick. This is not a. This is not a karate fight. Leon has just now this kicked the tent down. And now he's destroying public property. Kick, kick to the chest, a roll on the ground, a punt, a, a knife straightening, a foreign object being used by Leon here. It's heating up. Where, where Heckler is and Koch rifle slapped out of the assailant's hands. Multiple where, punches to the head. Give me a break. Somebody better ring a bell. And Leon. now he's running. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's been counted out already. Why is this still going on? Why are you in a car? He's long left the area of combat. He's now being chased by more men in the, in the Jeep. He's, he's trying to escape the, the French Laurent Legion uh, air base here. He's, so, oh, oh my God! He smashes right through the fence. Destruction of public property. I'm writing this down. Beautiful bird yeah. writing a, a long list of the crimes that Leon, our hero, is uh, performing in the course of this. Uh, right now, I've got assault and battery. I've got um, statutory rape. I've got destruction of property. i got vandalism. I've got attempted homicide. We have, we have Leon being pursued in the desert by the French Foreign Legion. They're now coming back. Apparently, they could not find him in the desert. The commander How do you here. not find a jeep in the desert kicking up sand? Wouldn't it have left a trail? Possibly, but we 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 don't know the the adverse conditions that are going on out in the desert here. We we haven't seen the uh, the fortitude and the amplitude. Leon now clearly in the middle of the desert by himself. He's lost his jeep. He's taking his clothes off. He's sweating to death. He's he's dying of dehydration. Looks like a terrorist. At this point, Bert, would you would you be counting Leon out of this if this were a match? Uh, he's already been counted out. I've, I've counted in nine thousand eight hundred seventy-two. Leon now has uh, encountered an ocean, a body of water, of some sort. We're not sure exactly where it's going. I want to see where this is going to lead. Maybe it's a mirage. He looks like an idiot. It very well could be. Seems to be a port of some kind. We have camels. We have men in exotic dress. Uh, women in burkas. Do you, do you think the French Foreign Legion will find Leon in this port of uh, unknown origin? I think they need to get the great Kali on the phone. And he can help them. In what way, Bert? Well, he's an actual athlete from real, uh, you know, wrestling. He can take care of this guy, Leo. Leon. Leon, Leo, what's it matter? Leon has now resurfaced. He's in the port. He's trying to board a ship. He has uh, some kind of sailor clothes on, I would say. He's unusual dress. 
Now there there, there uh, seems to be a uh, uh, almost a Jaiman Hansu like character has uh, appeared uh, to order Leon to go take his shirt off and get into the boiler room to shove coal into an oven. Uh, quite quite an unsurprise you know unbelievable turn of events here. Well, he probably uh, what I'm thinking is he's training. He's training for a comeback, he's but tra- it's not going to help him. Here we have the French Foreign Legion doing more paperwork, uh, you know, to aid in the assist of the uh, recapture of Leon. I think what they're trying to do is book his next match. See, that's a nice 8x10 when they get the t-shirts made. Exactly. That would be a good uh, merchandising image, uh, a re- reprintable uh, 8x10 to give out to fans and sign and whatnot. I, oh, it, it fans, if you're wondering, I am going to be signing autographs Next Sunday, at the Memphis, Tennessee, going out of business, mom and pop video store is on the abandoned road on 16th and Maplewood. 16th and Maplewood fans, be there early to meet beautiful Bert in person. For every signed autograph, you get to pick a VHS tape of your choice. Well, the VHS tapes include some of your best matches from your time in the squared circle, Bert. Oh, I think they're going to have uh, wrestle noise and uh, possibly uh, I like to grunt with people. I think yes, we're going to have a lot of those old ones there. Sounds like it's going to be a good time. Now, here we are, Leon. It's going to and, and well, wait a minute. You've got some personal appearances. I've got appearances. It's going to be a good summer. It's going to be quite a good summer. Here we have Leon. We're exploring his stowaway life in the bowels of this uh, tanker ship here. He's clearly, when he's not shoveling coal, he's in a very small room reading letters from his family and reminiscing. Leon now making his way to the uh, outside of the ship here, looking around, seeing where he's at, trying to figure out you know, what his next move will be, I would say. Conveniently, he got off of the, out of the boiler room because he heard mankind was looking for him. But he got out of the boiler room just at the time they're pulling up to New York City. Exactly. This this must be a long-term freighter, I would imagine, going all the way from uh, Djibouti, uh, North Africa, to New York City. What's he in New York for? Does he think they're going to take some chump jobber like him and put him in the garden? Possibly. Maybe he's going to the Mecca Wrestling, Madison Square Garden. Oh, now Leon having a disagreement with his um, uh, ship steward here. He's clearly telling him to get back uh, down below to do some more slave work because uh, Leon apparently does not have the proper documents in order to uh, deboard the ship here. Oh, Leon taking matters into his own hands. Blow, blow. Uh, I'm surprised he doesn't steal the guy's earring. Common thug. Putting his pirate boss uh, up there. Oh my God! Unexpectedly, does a a wanton swive dive off the ship in the middle <laughs> of the New York Harbor here. Let me ask you something, fans. Who does that? Leon, apparently. I have to say, after seeing him jump off the side of that ship, my tune has changed quite a bit of Leon. I, I thought maybe he was a little green. I thought maybe he wasn't ready for the big leagues. But uh, with a stunning move like that, I think he might be able to make some things happen here in the Big Apple. I want to know why he's outside the ECW arena. 
Appear- does that graffiti say jabroni? It appears to say something like jabroni. It's a little hard it's to tell. It's public the enemy back there. This is the ECW arena. Doesn't he know it's closed? That's obviously Titan Tower. I didn't know it was so close to the ECW arena. Apparently, life in uh, Djibouti, North Africa, did not prepare Leon for the big city. He's shivering at a payphone. Um, his his clothes are soiled. He has you know no luggage, nothing to speak of. Apparently, no money uh, on his he person. Has a quarter to make a phone call at the Nine X phone booth here. There seems to be a scuffle coming from this uh, highway underpass. Uh, Leon's going down to investigate. There's shopping carts and old ripped apart uh, chairs underneath there. This is obviously a hardcore match. Apparently so. There seems there seems to be quite a large crowd gathered here under this underpass. Uh, a, a crowd of men rooting someone on. We can't quite make it out yet. Leon's getting closer. We're getting a much a, better vantage point now. What a measly crowd. It, it seems to be a lot of uh, unemployed uh, dog. Work. Oh, there 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 is an underground. Completely unsanctioned uh, match going on here. Two men fighting in a ring of uh, of betters and lo- looker-ons here, uh, throwing uh, single dollars down to bet. Um, oh, a devastating elbow move into the back. I think I think that man's down for good. We have a winner. We have a winner. Uh, the 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 man in the uh, dark hat and green navy jacket has declared a winner in this match. Oh, but he doesn't want to fight anymore. He's a quitter. Is that the doctor of style slick? He's fallen on hard times wearing that army coat. What's he doing there? See, th- this this man who appears to go by the name of Joshua, he is uh, the manager of this uh, federation operating illegally underneath this uh, freeway underpass. But he's paying people off in $1 bills. Yes, the, the, the look, pay scale in this federation is very look, low. I stand corrected. I am sorry, fans. I did not know Virgil fell in this kind of hard times. I had read things, but I didn't know. It is now un- we have documented proof. It is unconfirmed that this man is Virgil, though. Virgil, uh, through his uh, 17-year career in both uh, the WWF and WCW, never spoke a word. This man's actually speaking quite a lot. I think it's Virgil. All right. The the man possibly Vir- who could be Virgil, but is most definitely in this film named Joshua... He's uh, putting a new match together. Uh, Leon is ready to accept the challenge. And now we have a new bruiser uh, oh, challenger. Yeah, one, of my old, one of my old friends right there. That's the, the great-grandson of the Junkyard Dog. The great-grandson of the Junkyard Dog stepping up here to take Leon on. We do not know the stipulations of this match yet. We do know, not know if weapons are involved, if it's a hardcore match, or if it's a, just a plain uh, no-DQ match. Uh, where is the re- who is referee in this match? Joshua apparently seems to be the uh, the owner of this federation, the manager of the wrestlers, the referee, everything. What a cash is mm. waiting in front of Leon's face. What a cash! It looks like he's trying to do a payoff. If you ask me, a payoff in what way, Bert? I think he's going to try to pay this guy to take a dive. Is that the only way that Leo can win a match? Okay, here we go. Uh, the, the match has begun. The crowd is whipped into a frenzy. Uh, Leon surveying his opponent, sizing him up. Do you think he'll start with a test of strength? No, blows are thrown right away. 
A knuckle punch. Look, to look the at side. that illegal punch. A sucker punch to the face. A, a punch to the lower back. Uh, Leon's got his opponent on the ropes. I would say, uh, do- easily dodging every maneuver. Where do you see a rope? Slow motion. Uh, Leon's opponent is stunned. Getting back into the to the match here. There's a lot of closed fists. Closed fists are not legal. He's Too hitting weird. him in the face. Well, clearly we don't know the rules and the conditions of this federation. Oh, a punch to the back. Oh, a knee That's to a the back. punch. What the hell is this? Fans, this is clearly a, a type of match I've never called before. Oh, a, a, a strong uh, sideways kick to the to the groin, I would say, and then a knee to the face, and he's down. He's down. Leon is the winner of this match here. How did, okay, number one, I, I haven't seen a pinfall yet. And number two, I didn't hear a bell. I think Leonard hit him before the bell even rang and got an unfair advantage. Leon now collecting his winnings from Joshua. Now he's robbing the guy. He's not. He's not robbing him, Bert. He's taking his cut of the match. It's like when you take your cut after uh, the gate after uh, WrestleMania is over. Look, something smells sus- suspect to me. Uh, oh, now I gotta watch him backstage eating. Cle- clearly, the card for the night is finished, and now we're at a uh, cheese and bean burrito stand. It appears to be. Uh, Joshua eating a very flat burrito. Other patrons uh, sipping drinks out of uh, uh, bags. Leon, what now, is that? Is that a hamburger? Leon now handed a hamburger. Seems to not have any interest in it whatsoever. You would think this man would be hungry. Clearly, Leon stowed away for weeks at a time. Uh, you know, w- within a freighter tank. Tanger truck uh, still has no interest in eating. Uh, there's our old friend, one of the wrestlers from ECW now working behind that hamburger taco stand. The uh, ha- hamburger taco stand worker has a strong resemblance, I would say, to Balls Mahoney, but I cannot confirm at this time if it's him or not. Well, Balls Mahoney's real thin now. Have you seen him lately? Not lately. He has no teeth, so he can't eat, so he's real thin. <laughs> as it, as it was many of the uh, extreme wrestlers from the time. He says it's from Thompson's Water Seal, because he used to drink it before he blew it in the air. His fireballs. I don't know if I, I can't confirm or deny that rumor. What are they doing in Titan Towers? It, it, it appears to be in Titan Towers. Uh, Joshua negotiating a a new match. Uh, Obviously, this has to be some kind of, uh, you know, inter-promotional match being set up. Joshua's promotion, doing a talent share here. Yeah, but if you're doing that, obviously, this Joshua, this guy's shady, too. Leon. All those years under the Million Dollar Man tutelage is obviously showing him some tricks. Leon being a young man, literally fresh off the boat, only one match under his belt. He doesn't know who to trust, who to sign with here. Young man? Look at him. He's old. Leon? Of course. Okay, what is this? Why are they going in the garage? Obviously, they think he's a bum. They're going to have him park cars. 
Leon now entering the garage. There seems to be a crowd uh, gathering around here. Okay, I have to ask you something. Shoot. Why does no one afford a ring? Clearly, uh, the time period, this was the early 90s, uh, there must have been some kind of a free uh, standing, no ring, no holds barred type of uh, you know sensation that was wow. sweeping the fight community. Baby, is she hot. Here we have a very attractive woman approaching Joshua and Leon. Uh, we, we do not know of her intentions yet, but apparently there is a match being scheduled now. Leon being treated much like a piece of meat in the market here. Well, obviously this diva has pull. Man, is this gay. <laughs> is he scared around women? It appears he does have some sort of nervousness when uh, approached by the opposite sex here, Leon does. Beautiful Bert would not be scared of that woman there. Well, she is a very high-class woman, uh, very expensive jewelry around her neck and on her ears. Uh, this clearly is the uh, type of woman that I would say it would take a real superstar to uh, interact with and have a mutual professional business relationship. Oh, my gosh. Chris Benoit is now fighting an underground fighting. I'm, oh, so, I'm, I'm sorry. That, 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 that's not Chris Benoit. I, I get confused there. It kind of looked like him with that sloped forehead. Yes, very much so. Man, is that girl hot. There's a lot of action going on here. We we cannot see the two combatants here very clearly. A few punches thrown now here. We keep getting close-ups to the uh, high-class woman. And yes, other, I need, but, hold on. I, I need to get my binoculars. Yes, finally, finally a focus on the action. We can see what's going on. There's a man in the crowd being kissed by a woman. He does not like it. Parts of this. Oh, there she is. Hey. Kicking a punch. This cameraman is clearly gay, too. Uh, a spectating woman has now been sprayed in the face oh God, with blood. Rec- that is Diamond Dallas Page's ex-wife. <laughs> An early appearance. It? It appeared I from, think it's her. I don't think it's Kimberly, but it, it, it definitely could have been one of the other Diamond Dolls from the stable. Uh, he had some nice-looking ladies. A kick to the back, kick to the punch. So we do not know who these two men are in the ring. We don't know their motivations, what's led up to this confrontation. It appears that the Benoit look like is going for a finishing move, which apparently is a kick in the balls. His opponent is now going to the canvas, grabbing his grabbing his groin region, getting spit on. No attempt to cover uh, the down man here, like not at all. And now, now we have uh, Benoit Jr. confronting the high-class lady. I've just been confirmed that's Joey Pepperoni. <laughs> Joey Pepperoni. You know him from many federations. Many, yes. He used to be the champ. Oh, I got to get my binoculars back in order. Joshua, with with a million-dollar smile here, giving it to the woman. Wow, is she hot. A very unusual short hair Why? How come every time the woman shows up, uh, uh, Leonard and Jordan... Get closer together, like they're gonna cuddle. There, there clearly is a, uh, a a close relationship between Leon and Joshua here. There's a new man entering the picture, 
More money being bet on. I don't think this is sanctioned by the local, state, uh, and uh, athletic commission. Not at all. At this at this point, think... at this point, would it be fair to say that Joshua has formed a manager relationship with Leon? I would think so, and obviously, this guy who shoveled coal for hours and swam in a sewer-infested water and fought under a bridge. Uh, obviously, he's at a very much. He has a high advantage. He probably stinks, so it's going to be hard to get near him and get a hold on him. Boy, what I could do to her! This woman, very high class, uh, dressed in the finest furs. Uh, I think it would be quite a challenge for you to get a hold of her, Bert. Well, uh, speaking of quite a challenge, um, Lewis is going to have a hard time with Joey Pepperoni, master of. The flying salami move. A very Bill Paxton-like uh, smile and grin there from uh, Joey Pepperoni. I predict Joey's going to beat him down and drink him like soup. The opponents are now circling each other in this... Well, it's not a squared circle. I'd say more like a, a circular uh, ring of human bodies continues to uh, envelop these fights here. Just waiting for the bell. I haven't heard a bell yet, have you? No bell whatsoever. No bell. A lot of feeling out process here. Yes. A very, very, oh, very quick punch bring, uh, to lower punch. That's illegal. That is illegal low blow. But how many crooked officials are in this? The match clearly seems to be over with. I don't know if Joey Pepperoni can recover from this devastating finishing move. That Leon has unleashed on him. Well, he got hit right in the meatballs. I, this guy's a dirty cheater. Clearly some of the fans unhappy. <clears throat> oh, he's going out into the crowd. Doesn't have to go very far, but he's going out in the crowd. I bet Vince McMahon wishes he could go into the crowd like this with his dissatisfied fans after Royal Rumble. Thank God Judas is there to break it up. Joshua breaking up the action. We wouldn't want anything that happened that would uh, preclude Leon from further bouts in this federation. Joshua clearly faking an injury. As you can see, he's limping horribly there, yet he wasn't just moments ago. There in Ted DiBiase's limo. The million-dollar limo. They're getting the rundown. I think he's getting his booking sheet. I don't know if I can pretend this is a fake wrestling match for two hours, cousin. <laughs> I don't know if I can either. It's too, it's too boring. <laughs> it's way too boring. And I'm only going to run out of so many names to call this guy. Exactly. Even during the fight scenes, it's not that fun to announce it. Really. It's really not. It's really not. I'm going to stop recording.